0: You know, what a great joy that we live in a nation of freedom. Happy 4th of July weekend, and thank God for the independence we have, the freedom we have to worship God, to tell people about God. And I just welcome you into this time that we're going to open up the Book of Blessing. We're going to continue our series. We've been looking in the last few weeks about some characters that were part of the biggest transition that ever took place on the earth. The entry of Jesus. We looked at the people that were present when Jesus first came to earth. That first day, do you know who was there? Of course, Mary was there. She had to be there. and Joseph was there. And the shepherds were there. And it's interesting that God says the same message to all three of those people, Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds, to get them ready for the new thing that God was about to do on the earth. And here was the message, the similar message, fear not. He had to say it to Joseph, he had to say it to Mary, he had to say it to the shepherds. This series we've been in called Fear Not has been calling our focus away from our fears, our doubts, our disbelief, and calling our attention by the power of Of the Holy Spirit onto our faith shifting our focus to listen to what the Lord would say to you he's saying the same thing he said to you that he said to Mary Joseph and the shepherds do not be afraid and when you get over your fears you start to receive the new things that God wants to do in your life the shepherds are who we're focusing on today And uh, they're very interesting. I think uh, they show us uh, what I want to call this message, uh, the title of the message, I want to to call it that God qualifies the called. He doesn't necessarily call the qualified. These shepherds, (laughs) they were scoundrels. But God loves all of us. And especially... If you feel disqualified from God's plan, God says the same thing to you. Fear not, I've got a plan for you. I think that God has a special place in his heart for shepherds. If you're a student or a reader of the Bible, of God's word, you find that God used shepherds to do big things. Let's look at some of those. God called Moses, of course Moses Uh, born into a slave's home, raised in the courts of Pharaoh the king. But when God called him, he was a shepherd, an outcast really. He was running from the law, hiding out on the backside of the desert, watching the flocks of his father-in-law. Moses is probably the greatest prophet of the Old Testament, writing the first five books of the Bible, we call them the Pentateuch, And they teach us the foundations for understanding God. And he was a shepherd. The greatest king, arguably, many would say was David. He certainly was a man after God's own heart. And he was a shepherd. God called him out of the fields. In fact, he was so disqualified by his family that they didn't even invite him to the opportunity to be considered to be king. And yet God chose him. God chose a shepherd. When Jesus talks about himself, he identifies with shepherds. He says, hey, there's a thief that comes to kill and to steal and destroy, but I've come. Here's the purpose of Jesus. I've come to give you abundant life. And then Jesus says this, I am the good shepherd. I'm going to lay down my life as the good shepherd for you because I love you. And Jesus calls pastors, ministers today, he calls them shepherds. Be shepherds of God's flock. So God has a special love for shepherds. And he appears to these shepherds on the night that Jesus entered the world, and here's his message to them. Fear not. Fear not, shepherds. I love you, and I have a plan for your life. Even though culture, community, disqualify them. One Jewish writer says they were the most disdained group of people in all of Jewish culture, shepherds. Disqualified by culture, disqualified by certainly religious people. Have you noticed? (laughs) Religious people love to write people off and Jesus loves to reach out to them. The Lord reaches out to them and he calls them and then he qualifies them. One of the big things they have to do in being qualified by the Lord for service after they've been called is they've got to get over their fears, even though they're disregarded by culture, community. Do you know that shepherds were not even allowed to give testimony in a court because nobody trusted them? You couldn't take their word. It's so interesting that God chooses them to be the witnesses of the birth of Christ and they are the witnesses though they had been disqualified by the world they were qualified by God and he says okay guys I've got to get you ready for this mighty work that I want to do in and through you first step let go of your fears and they had a transition on the fields outside of Bethlehem their fears diminished And their faith rose up. That's the very same thing we're praying for you. That your fears would diminish. Your doubts would diminish. And the faith, the faith of God would arise in your heart. And as that faith arose in their heart, as that faith literally overcame their fears, here are the things that we learn in these shepherds overcoming fear and moving into faith. Here's what we learn about faith. We learn that faith takes action. I want to say it like this. Faith works. When the Lord spoke to them on that hillside and said, okay, there's a great thing that's happened in the city of David. A Savior has been born. They said, let's go. I like that about these guys. They took action. They didn't say, let's stay out in the fields and pray about this. We've just met these angels. They told us not to fear. Let's let's have a, a discussion about our fears. Let's talk about what are you afraid about? What are you afraid about? No, they transition into action. Your fears will keep you stuck in the mud of disbelief. Your fears will get you stuck in a place some people are there even now in the paralysis of analysis. They're constantly thinking about it. Some people love to pray long and do little. But these guys were men of action. They put their fears aside and they said, let's go. I, I'd, like, I'd like you today to say, Lord, let's go. And the Lord will take you from where you are to a better place. That's exactly what happened. They moved from the fields into the very presence of Jesus. Your fears are keeping you away from God's destiny for your life. Your faith is going to bring you to the place that God wants you to be. Fear not. In fact, the Bible says that this journey that we're on is called a walk of faith. And these guys moved. Walking by faith means movement. They had to break through the routine They had to get out of their routine of being a shepherd and say, hey, who's up to go see a baby? They had to lay aside their agenda. God would like to interrupt your day, maybe even today, maybe this week, and say, my faith has something for you. Don't get stuck in thinking about it. I'm going to say this, don't get stuck in over-praying about it. Faith takes action. In fact, if you look with me into the Word of God in James, it says if faith doesn't have any action, it's dead. And if it's dead, it's not faith. So pray, yes, we should pray. But if we pray and don't obey, we don't have faith. Some people love to study. Man, they're studying, they'll get into the the deepest word search and they'll, they'll say, let's spend some more, let's have another discussion group, let's have another meeting about this. But there has to be a place where you say, let's go. God has something He's calling you for, something He's calling you towards, and it's better than where you're at. You're out in the field, He's calling you to encounter Christ. And before Mary encountered Christ, before Joseph encountered Christ, before the shepherds encountered Christ, they had to overcome their fears and let their faith arise. And their faith said, let's go. What is the thing God is calling you to today? What's the new thing God is calling you to? Fear not. Let your fear go. Put your faith in God and just say, maybe you just want to say it out loud right now, let's go. Maybe you want to nudge somebody beside you and just say, let's go go. That's what their faith did. Here's another thing their faith did. Their faith inspired worship. (laughs) I love this. These shepherds came to meet Jesus and they became worshipers. I'm sure that they worshiped while they were with Mary and Joseph. They praised God. They just had this encounter with the angels out on the hillside of Bethlehem. They received the message, don't fear. Then the Bible says they glorified God and they were praising God, but not just while they were with Jesus, it says as they returned, which means they were praising God in the streets. They were praising God when they got back onto the field. That would be where they worked. They also lived, they they lived out in the field, they didn't have homes, they were like homeless people, we would say today. They lived out there. They were just on the edge of society. But they were worshiping and praising God with Jesus and Mary and Joseph when they were in the streets, when they were uh, in the fields where they worked and where they, they were filled with worship, filled with praise. The angels that night, Worship God. The shepherds worship God, and we're called to be voices of worship and praise. Some people have a fear, and fear is keeping them from being a powerful worshipper. Some people, they say, I don't sing too much. I'm not comfortable singing, even when they're surrounded by people singing in church. Fear not. Some people say, Well, I don't sing. I don't have a good voice. The Bible says. Make a joyful noise. It it doesn't have to be a good noise. Make a joyful noise. See, if you can't give praise to God for all of the blessings, the wonder of creation, the salvation He gives to you freely, if you can't praise God while you're in church, you'll never be like the shepherds out in the streets. You'll never praise God when you're at work or you're home. Your mouth, when it's full of faith is full of praise i mean just in your home say praise the lord say hallelujah if, if some of you said, but if i said hallelujah at work people would think i was a religious fanatic no you're not a religious fanatic you're just a worshipper and we have worship in our church but the the shepherds didn't just worship when they were with Jesus. They worshiped as they went on their way. We have to be very um, careful with our religious systems that we don't become consumers of worship. We have beautiful worship here with uh, Church Hope. You see it, you worship just an incredible team. But we can't have a consumer. we are just coming. we're going to consume. We're going to watch what the worship team does. We have to be producers of worship, not consumers. There was a church in the 90s that just, that thought really hit them. And they had an incredible worship team just like us. They were producing wonderful worship music in Watford, England. And the pastor said, you know what? I think that we are, I think we're maybe getting off track. We, we, we're consuming. We're coming and watching. And he said, okay, we're just going to go unplugged for a while. We're just going to unplugged. So they went to a very simple kind of worship. Matt Redman went to that church and he, a song came out of him at that time when the, when the music fades and it's all stripped away. And I have something that I want to give to you. Something that's of worth. And he said, I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you, Lord. Let's be producers of worship. Faith does that. Let your fear go. Let a, Praise the Lord. Let let your mouth be filled with worship. Those shepherds were their faith-inspired worship and their faith-inspired witness. As they went out, they were not only glorifying God, they spread the Word. (laughs) We We need to let go of our fear of spreading the Word. We need to be talking about Jesus in our communities. Thank God for the freedoms we have in this nation. And thank God for the platforms we have in this nation to talk about Jesus. And He should be on our lips. We should be telling people about Jesus. Some people are too filled with fear. They won't worship. They certainly don't want to witness. Let the power of the Holy Spirit come on your life. Let your fears go. and, And talk about Jesus. Ask people, do you know that, that God loves you and he, he would love you to have a relationship? He, he wants heaven to be your eternal home and He'd like to bless your life with heaven even today? Do you, just ask somebody, do you know if heaven is your home? Do you know if Jesus Christ is your Savior and your Lord? And if they say, well, I don't know, or if they say no, just tell them what the Bible says. You don't even have to get all the verses right. Just here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that we all sin. I sin, you sin, we all sin, and we fall short of God's glory. The Bible says that sin brings death, brings physical death, and brings spiritual death. And that's what all of us have. But God gives a free gift. He gives a free gift of salvation in in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that whoever, I'm glad I'm in whoever, just ask him. do you think you're in whoever? Yes, you are. You are and whoever, whoever will call on the name of Jesus will be saved. I'd like to pray for you. Just pray a quick prayer that invites the Holy Spirit because you can't bring someone to salvation. Just say, Lord, just let the Holy Spirit come and I welcome your presence and I bless whoever my friend is. And then as you finish your prayer for them, just say, I'd like to lead you in a prayer. Pray a simple prayer. Lord, I, I repent of my sin. I open my heart. I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord thank you for loving me in Jesus name and then just tell them as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ I let you know your sins are forgiven now stop running away from God and always run towards God invite them to come to church with you take their phone number let's be people that give a witness These shepherds went out and they were not even allowed to be witnesses in court, but God chooses them to be a witness because He qualifies those He calls. And if He'll respond to the call, you'll find the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and flow through you. And if everyone this weekend that's listening to this message would just say those few things I just said, people would come into the kingdom of God. I, I, I just guarantee it because that's what God wants to do. He wants us to be witnesses. And you don't have to think, well, I'm not qualified. The shepherds weren't qualified. But God qualifies the called. And that's what He would like to do. He'd like to do that. So when the people heard that, they were filled with wonder. And I think there just should be more wonder in the world. <laughs> just, and this kind of wonder is not they scratch their heads and said, I wonder if that's true. No, this means that they were filled with a a spirit that said, wonderful. A spirit that says, awesome. a Spirit that says, wow. There just needs to be more wonder in the world. And when we let go of our fears and when we start walking by faith, wonderful things happen. And wonder moves from the house of God into the community. These shepherds, through their work, through their worship, through their witness, inspired wonder. And God is still doing wonderful things today. And as we choose to walk by faith, as we choose to exercise the freedoms we celebrate this weekend, What's the use of having freedom to share the love of God, to share the the testimony of Jesus Christ, if we don't use that freedom? When we walk in that freedom, lives are changed. Good things happen. Uh, I talked last week just about a a miracle, literally a miracle that's taking place here in the family of hope. And it's been quite a week just catching up to that that miracle. Uh, I, I said that we prayed in a prayer meeting, because we give food out every week. So far this year, over a quarter of a million meals, but we ran out. And so we, we said, Lord, we, we need more food. We, we didn't look to our limitations. We didn't look to our doubts or fears. Lord, we need help. And a phone call came in the same day that we prayed that prayer. And someone said, we, we wanna, do you need food? We said, yes. And they said, we're going to send you uh, 1,334 boxes of food. That's a lot of food. It's 23,000 meals, fresh fruit, vegetables, dairy, milk, cheese, pre-cooked chicken, 21 pounds of food, about 17 meals in each box. Wow, we said, that's a lot. And we distribute food we will need people in the community to help us. So all week, all week I've been calling churches, ministry. Our team has been reaching out, brainstorming. How can we partner with people with this wonderful thing? And some people we've called and said, hey, there's food we can give out and bless in the name of Jesus. And uh, some of them have said, wonderful. And some of them said, I wonder. We need to think about that. We need to have a, a little thought about that. And some of them are still thinking about it. Uh, there's been about 13 churches and ministries because we still need to get this food out. We're going to do, uh, we're, we're taking probably the, I just, we're doing a lot, but we need partners in our community. And some of them just said, we'll do it. I, I was so enthused when I was talking to people on the phone. I called one number. It was given to me. This is a uh, food distribution place, and I called the number and I said, hey, we have a great opportunity for you, and we have these 21 pounds of food that are coming in, and they're going to come in every week uh, through July, through August, 23,000 meals, uh, fresh fruits, vegetables, pre-cooked chicken, Uh, and I said, how many boxes can you take? And there was a long pause, and then the voice on the other end, young lady said, "I'll, I'll have to check with my manager. I said, is this a food ministry? She said, no, this is a dentist office. It was a wrong number I'd been given. But she she was more willing to be helpful in the dental office than some churches that we called. Some churches says we don't give food out. I felt like saying, read Matthew 25, where Jesus says, I'm hungry, and you feed me. We can't sit in analysis and paralysis and fear... COVID-19's on us. This is the time for us to expand ministries, not shrink ministries. That's our prayer. We said, Lord, do what you want to do. And it's wonderful. We want people to go, wow, this is wonderful. The provision of the Lord to help people. That's why Jesus came. And he's looking. He's looking for Joseph's. Some guys that are ready to throw in the towel. And God says, don't throw in the towel. Fear not. Stay with that wife. Take that wife. Take some action. That's what Joseph did. He took action. He's looking for some Marys, just women of God, young. Mary was a young teenage girl. You don't have to wait till you've gone through Bible college or seminary. She was a young teenage girl. She said, Lord, let it be to me. As your word declares, I put my faith in you. These shepherds, the most disqualified people in Jewish culture. The people that God loved. So on the night that he was changing the world, he involves them in the story to say to all of us, you may feel disqualified, but I want to do something so wonderful in your life that it will leave people around you going, awesome. There's a drug addict you're watching And God's going to set you free. God's going to revolutionize your life. And people are going to know God is good. God is wonderful. There's someone that's been so broke, busted, and disgusted. You're like on the edges, just like this shepherd. You don't have to be qualified. You just need to be called. And here's the call. Here it is. God is not willing that any should perish. God calls whosoever. And you know what? You're part of that whosoever whosoever will can come. And I want to invite all of us to come to Jesus, some for the first time, some for the first time in a long time. Come to Jesus like these shepherds. Don't let anybody say you've got to stay in the fields. Say, let's go. And I invite you to come to Jesus to open your heart. Simple prayer that just says, Lord, I repent of my sins and I open my heart, my soul to Jesus. I invite you to be my savior. I invite you to be my Lord. Now, Holy Spirit, help me to follow Jesus every day of my life. In Jesus' name. And then, Lord, I just want to pray that the power of the Holy Spirit would come upon your sons and your daughters, not just to bless them in church, not to be consumers of worship, but that they may be witnesses. May you tell somebody, about Jesus this week. Hey, I bless you guys. I pray for you all the time. I love you so much. Thanks for being part of our online church. Keep praying for our in-house services, our online services, our drive-in people that come. We're ministering. Please pray for this food distribution. We still need finances and people. and That all has to come together. But you know what? We're walking by faith, not by sight. We're moving forward. Let's go. That's what we said. Let's go. And so we bless you. Let's go together. We bless you guys. We love you. We pray that the Lord will continue to bless, lead, guide, and direct your life. And don't let anybody keep you out in the fields. God is calling you to encounter with Jesus Christ. I bless you in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, you are very blessed.